Welcome to Behind Our Smiles. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Samaritan Ministries. Samaritan Ministries is a community of Christians who, through prayer and financial support, care for one another when a medical need arises. You choose your providers. It's affordable and you can join today. Visit SamaritanMinistries.org smiles. You do stop for a minute and go, what have I gotten myself into? Is this worth it? And I think to say, you know what? It is so worth it that we stuck through it and we didn't give up on each other. This is Behind Our Smiles. Pursuing connection. And finding joy. Even in the struggle. Well, hello. Welcome to our very first Behind Our Smiles podcast. And Joe, I love that you always clap for me when I show up. So we are uh, Joe and Tara. This is our very first podcast. We've been thinking about this, dreaming about this for a very long time. Of course, things happen in our Mm -hmm. life that uh, sometimes we make plans and then life happens and we have to kind of adjust those plans, but here we are. So in case you don't know, that is Joe Buchanan. You might know him as Joe B. I was on the air for um, 25 years Mm -hmm. uh, doing radio. Uh, Being on the air is an incredible privilege and honor you pour into people Mm -hmm. um, day in and day out, but being off the air has given me time to kind of breathe and do other things that God has asked me to do. So yeah, part of that is this podcast and introducing Tara. Hello. Um, so I met Tara back in 1992, but she's a mother of four kids, been married 24 years, 20, 24 right? 24 years, yep. Uh, she spent 20 years mothering, homeschooling, managing our family, volunteering, church life, all kinds of crazy stuff for our kids. She uh, kind of ran them around town and spent a lot of time with them. She's also a writer. And in the last few years, um, Tara has taken her writing to a whole new level. Yeah. So we, I kind of, Joe encouraged me a little bit. We were kind of in the marriage ministry space talking about the things that we had been through. And I'm like, I'm just going to write it down and see what happens. And I think I did okay. I'm still learning and growing. So I was like, okay, let's write this down. And I started a blog. So mm-hmm. that a was blog, burpee. it's behindoursmiles.com mm-hmm. if you want to check it out. But Tara does a blog post almost every single week. It's been iffy, you know. I'll just <laughs> blame it on the pandemic. But, you know, <laughs> I am there and I'm watching and trying to always think of new things to share with you all. But And then the last few years of Joe's radio career, he threw me on the air kind of out of an outgrowth of that. Mm. And it was a little scary because I don't feel comfortable behind the mic. I much prefer a keyboard. <laughs> I can delete, 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 delete everything. So that was kind of the new adventure we did. And that was for a couple of years. Yeah. The uh, last couple of years before, mm-hmm. um, before I came off the air. And part of that was, uh, an out, uh, pouring of a ministry of re-engage mm-hmm. that we were doing as well, where we were pouring into couples and just kind of watch God, not only growing our marriage, but watched other marriages grow and just wanted to share some of those things. And the crux behind Behind Our Smiles Mm -hmm. is pursuing connection, finding joy, even in the midst of struggle, Mm -hmm. because everyone is fighting a Mm -hmm. battle of some kind. And so how do you find joy? How do you pursue connection even when you don't feel like it and even when life is hard? And so that's kind of what birth Behind our Because there are struggles behind our smiles too. You know, we're a pretty happy couple and most (laughs) people would think we're happy and we are, but there is a lot of that struggle and a lot of our story has been learning to pursue each other and pursue God, even when things aren't easy and we carry these things into our marriage. So Yeah, and you've seen, uh, I'm sure, pictures on Facebook or social media of families that, that smile mm-hmm. big, right? They're just fantastic pictures, big smiles. And if you've ever wondered what happened moments mm-hmm. before that, 
Um, that's kind of what we want to give you a glimpse into our lives. Right. We do smile a lot. We we are God has done incredible things to provide joy even in the face of mm-hmm. of painful situations and painful things that we've had to walk through. And we just want to share with you a little bit of a glimpse behind what those smiles yeah, are and about. it's it's struggling well it's not letting those things you know like oh something really scary and like that's not what it is it's just saying hey even in the struggle you know god does give us the tools to be victorious and overcome those things yeah and so. if you want to know um maybe a, even a, a better place to start if you're um just wanting to you know you're kind of new to this podcast obviously we're new to this podcast it's our very <laughs> first episode but um if you want to know more about our story uh, Meredith Foster mm-hmm. does a podcast called The Unfolding, which is a tremendous podcast, by the way. But I was I had the honor to be her very first episode. Mm-hmm. And so if you go back to episode one of The Unfolding podcast, um, you can hear my story a little bit more completely to understand kind of the things that we were dealing with coming into It's kind of like, pre- like the prequel. Yeah. So and then this is like to be continued. Like, well, what happened next, Joe? Well, I showed up in his life and then all kind of things happen left. So we want to give a little bit of backstory to how we got together. And so that goes back to 1992. So Joe, where were you in 1992? Like, where were you at? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was uh, coming out of, uh, well, I was in Mm -hmm. my early 20s, right? And coming out of just a very, very rough childhood, experienced a lot of abuse. And again, if you go back and listen to that unfolding podcast, and throughout this podcast, you'll hear bits and pieces of our story as we continue to show uh, kind of uh, shed the light on what God did mm-hmm. in the midst of some some seemingly dark times. But um, yeah, 92, I, I think mostly I was just trying to figure out how to keep my head above water. See, I didn't see up. you as that at all. <laughs> I look back, I'm like, oh man, he was kind of in a rough spot. For me, you know, I was 16 years old and I was in high school and my life was good. Like I was a good student. I came from a great family. I had friends. I was involved in church, serving the Lord. And then you showed up and we started seeing each other in groups of friends and a youth group. And I kind of went, oh my, that guy is pretty good looking. (laughs) So yeah, Tara, um, yeah, Tara fell hard. And I think (laughs) that's a safe thing to say. I kind of fell hard as well for Tara. But at that point in my life, I don't know that I even understood what a relationship consisted Mm -hmm. of, what it would mean, what it looked like. I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, lived out in front of me in a healthy way. And so I think it was fun. I was along for this incredible ride with this really beautiful girl who seemingly liked me, but had no idea of exactly what it was we were opening mm-hmm. up and, and, and what our future was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, so I was barely 16 and the catch to most of our story here is that Joe is 20 years old. So that's mm. that's kind of the context a little yeah, bit. <laughs> Tara's, friend, or Tara's dad used to refer to me as her man friend. <laughs> and it, so I was 16 years old. And it, when I first saw Joe, I, I was attracted to him, but he was, again, clearly 20, you know, almost 21. So clearly he was not in my age range. He was not going to mm. be a potential boyfriend at all. I could just have a crush on him because he was really cute. But then as time went on, we definitely found ourselves in the same place and going, this is something, but the whole time I'm like, is this guy actually going to work? And then the more I heard about where you came from and going, oh, this is not, this might be I think there was a, a time, challenging. Tara, when your dad seriously thought I he had seen me on America's Most Wanted, yeah. right? Well, because I had no parents, had two last names because I was in the well, process. Well, the podcast, so. you know, is audio, but we're missing the picture of Joe with the long hair <laughs> and the earrings. And I always like to clarify that Joe was not a bad boy. Like he kind of had a look of that and I was not interested in the bad boy at all. 
because he had a heart of gold. Like he was the same kind gentleman that he is right now than he was then. Even mm. though you had like some rough, rougher edges, mm. he was still kind. And I saw through that. And <laughs> I appreciate but that. people were like scratching their heads going, what is she doing with that guy? Because <laughs> Tara grew up in what I call the Leave It to Beaver household, right? right? I mean, everything was, uh, her parents loved God. They got saved when she was, what, 10 months old? You were <laughs> And so they uh, heavily involved in the church. And Tara was kind of this innocent, good girl, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she's hanging out with me and everyone's like, man, has she completely lost her mind? Your dad once said to me, Tara, that it really forced him to pray harder. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, we definitely did. Um, so, yeah. So we uh, kind of meet at church, mm-hmm. kind of uh, start to develop a friendship because we're hanging out in the same mm-hmm. circles. And then uh, in June of 92, we actually go on our first date. Yes, and it was it happened quick. And I, we were a little bit behind maybe with where we thought the relationship was. But my mind, like, after the first date, and we see each other again the second date and the third date, I'm like, wow, this is it. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, I'm 16 years old. This is not a good thing to find who you think is going to be your husband, you know, somewhere before your junior year. So yeah, it, it did kind of work out, but we don't recommend it. Hold that thought for just a second, Tara. Right now, we're going to hear from our amazing sponsors of Merits and Ministries. Courtney was 17 weeks pregnant when she and her husband, Greg, learned that their son, Shepard, had a heart condition that would require multiple surgeries and were uncertain about his future. But Samaritan Ministries connected them with other Samaritan members who began to pray and share the financial needs of the pregnancy and the medical care Shepard needed. I don't know how Samaritan could have answered any differently and done any better. I don't know. And just to hear the confidence on the other end of the phone Mm. of this is not something that you need to be concerned about at all. You focus on the health of your family, the health of your baby, and we will walk with you every step of the way. Thankfully, through God's faithfulness and provision, Shepherd is surpassing all of the doctor's expectations. To read more about this family's journey and how you can join a community of believers like them, visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. I remember, dri- <laughs> I remember driving over to Tara's house and there's this field right by your house, Tara, and looking out over that field and just praying mm-hmm. and being like, okay, God, I, I think this is it. Mm-hmm. And that was like our second or third time date right. on a date. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was really early that it, it, and part of it was I had seen so much dysfunction in my life mm-hmm. that your family actually loved Jesus and mm-hmm. had so much incredible things going for it. Um, you actually were a healthy family right. that I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, to lose this. This is pretty amazing. The thing is, as much as I had fallen hard for you, I think I was still, I look back and go, I was still 16 and I was still pretty oblivious to, <laughs> to what it really meant. Cause I heard your story and Joe, I commend you that you were very upfront from the beginning. It wasn't like you were trying to hide it and pretend that you had your act together. You were like, Hey, by the way, you know, these are the stuff I've been through. And I could tell it still was on your heart. I mean, obviously that you carried this pain. And for me, it was like, okay. And, you know, one of the things that attracted me a little bit to that was this idea that you were a challenge. And I I joke about that a bit, like, okay, let's try to find something really hard to do. And Joe was like, okay, this is going to be a challenge. (laughs) And then I didn't realize that, okay, it's going to be a challenge. (laughs) 
<laughs> because really, so we talk about Tara being from the Leave it to Beaver family, right? I mean, really two separate sides of the tracks. Totally, right. Um, and I come from this, I grew up in 15 different foster homes, experienced a lot of abuse, had no idea mm-hmm. of, I, at that point in my life, when I began to date Tara, I had never even felt loved mm-hmm. a day in my life yet. Right. I mean, that part of the story hadn't even uh, unveiled. Now, I knew who Jesus was. I had mm-hmm. met him a few years earlier, but had no idea that he really loved me. I really mm-hmm. thought he more or less tolerated me. Mm-hmm. And so as we begin this journey together, there is so much uncertainty. And it's hard. Tara is like, everything's always going to work oh, out. Oh, it's always going to work out because great. in my life, it always <laughs> works out. <laughs> God, God's good. And and from my perspective, it was like, no, life is life cannot work out. Things cannot go well. Right. At the same time, like then those, those different sides and different experiences we had definitely were a little bit of an attraction because to you, you to me, you were like a different species, right? Like, what is this person who did not grow up with, you know, like, okay. And what so, do you mean you don't know your parents? So I don't know my parents. parents. I'm like, that's and, really right. interesting. That's really cool. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like we talk about if our daughter came home with someone who said he doesn't have any right. parents, we'd be like, oh my goodness. I think I saw him on America's Most Wanted. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, now I understand having a good family is super important to like yeah. one's, you know, well-being. But at the same time I was up for a challenge. And again, my faith in God that time was so strong that I really feel like, okay, God, we're going to do this. Like, this is the man for me. And I don't care what he's been through and what he's like. It was like misdetermination coming out. And you were like, Mr. It's not going to work out for most of those years. I was, <laughs> I to say that I had a negative bend was probably yeah. an understatement. I had seen things not work out so much. Mm-hmm. I had hoped for things mm-hmm. before I knew God, obviously, even after I knew God, I had hoped for things that just did not go well. And if you go back again and listen to my story through the unfolding, uh, it'll give you a little better picture of what the contrast mm-hmm. of of uncertainty that we were dealing with. And Tara, I think, had a really hard time understanding why I couldn't get excited about things. Or, to this day. <laughs> yeah, to this day. That. He's still Understand. like, now, don't get too excited yeah. about anything because it <laughs> might not pan out. <laughs> but I, I've come a long way. And, and, that, and that process is called healing, by the mm-hmm. way. And that's some of the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast uh, mm-hmm. series as we go forward. But um, I think looking back on that, we knew one of the things that we knew early on, Tara, that I think made a huge difference. And even at a young age, I don't know how we figured this out, but we knew there was no way forward without trusting God. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the, and the nice provision that, that God gave us as well is with me being younger and you being, you know, older, but yet in some ways, you know, still behind the eight ball, like with going, <laughs> there was still a lot of healing to, to do yeah. in you that we honored my parents a lot in their wishes for us. And so we we're really grateful that we had their influence in our lives to keep us centered and to keep us on the right path. Because again, with where we were at, that was important for us. So even though we made them pray a lot in the end, we were really thankful for them because it was, it was five years that we ended up dating, which when you're 16 is forever. Eternity. It's yes. just flat out forever. 1995 was about 18 years long for us. There was so much uncertainty. <laughs> And I think, and part of the story that will will be unveiled as we go forward in, in those dating years was the healing mm-hmm. that needed to happen. God mm-hmm. really needed to do a lot of healing for me to be the husband and father that I wanted to be and for us to be able to understand each other and have a legitimate chance at a successful marriage. And I had to grow up. <laughs> I had to get legal. 
which is a good thing too. And so, and then again, the good thing, I'm, I'm so thankful that during our dating years, we did tackle some of those issues. They, they did come to the surface with how we related to each other. And I'm really thankful that we did, but be, then the last three years of our courtship, we were separated. We lived about a hundred miles apart and that helped us, our relationship in quite a few ways. Um, one of which is it gave us a really high phone bill. Yes. Because we were paying 10 cents a minute to, yep. to talk. Well, back then they didn't have the kind of plans we have today. So, yeah. you know, those last few years, so part of us got to the point where, okay, if we just cross the finish line, if we just get to our wedding day and we can live in the same town, then it's going to be all better. And phew, you know, we survived. Every problem in the world will go away. We just need to be in the same town and not talk on the phone so much. Like, they'll figure it out. So that's where we are at. Like, it's yeah, not going to be... One of the things I think we realized pretty quick is that um, what we thought would take away our problems actually magnified mm-hmm. them. But I think if you look back, and, and as we share our story moving forward, trust was a big one. We had to learn how to trust God. And you're going to see that interwoven throughout the uh, podcast episodes that we do. But I think if you go back, especially to our dating years, it was really characterized by like Proverbs 3, 4, and 5, right? Right. We couldn't see the path that God had for us. We had to trust that he was the one directing us. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Yeah. And he'll direct your paths. And I remember, you know, thinking and praying that in those years, like, okay, every path we had to take, every decision we had to make to keep saying, okay, God, is this what you want? Where do you want us to go? Please let it mean we're going to get married. But whatever you want, God, whatever you want is great. Oh. Just as long as it ends with us getting married, I will follow you. We were good schemers too from this standpoint. We were always trying to figure out, okay, maybe we can get married next week or maybe we can get married next month. Hey, here's a way we and can get married. And in the end though, we next. knew. We knew the timing that God had given us. We knew, mm-hmm. okay, this is, this is going to be what needs to happen first. And just to say, okay, God, I trust you. Even though this is not fun, Okay, and then once we pass the finish line, it'll all be better. It was amazing, too, because God was the one ultimately writing the story. And it never seemingly is going to, like, when I'm in control, I think it's going to work out the way I Mm -hmm. want it to. But it's only when I release the Mm -hmm. reins to say, okay, God, you you write the story how Mm -hmm. you see best is how it really works out. And there, I mean, our dating years were not easy. Mm-hmm. There was a, a lot of painful experience and just the healing process of all the things that I had gone through. Of course, by choosing to marry me, Tara dis- made a conscious decision mm-hmm. that she was going to take on that load as well. And we were going to carry it together. And the thing that blows me away about Tara is she could have really married anybody she wanted, right? She could have found somebody who had no problems, quote unquote, although, you know, every one of us (laughs) has problems. But to choose me in that with the full knowledge of of the load that she would be carrying was an amazing thing. And and I think God has really blessed our effort. It's not always been easy. There's been a lot of hard work involved with intentionality. And I think that's probably a word Mm -hmm. I would sum up uh, if someone were to ask me, if you could sum it up in a word, intentionality is huge. But we're going to uh, kind of unfold that over the uh, upcoming episodes of the podcast and just share some things that God is teaching us, some things that we're struggling with. And ultimately, mm-hmm. we're about pursuing connection and finding joy. Mm-hmm. I like what you said earlier, too, just that idea of, because um, when I first met you, the, the challenge was there. Like, this is great. And part of me felt like I could just finagle this and keep it like in a fit of my control. And like very soon on, especially when we first got married, it's like, okay, I can't, as much as I want to challenge and want to say, yeah, I'm like, this is probably too much. Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably too much for me on my own, right? Yeah. Without God kind of giving that guidance to me and that strength, 
you probably would have been too much for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the odds were definitely stacked against us. I mean, every single book we had ever read right. on marriage basically said unplug and run, right? <laughs> this is not going to work. these are the kind of problems you're going yeah. to run up against. And this at is... first I'm like, yeah, but now I'm like, ew. <laughs> right. And again, marriage tends to magnify those problems. But what I'm, what I'm really, one of the things, Tara, that I'm really grateful for is that God uh, never allowed us. We could have taken the easy way out, but he always pursued us mm-hmm. to keep working at it, to mm-hmm. keep working at it. Uh, one of the things, one of the, Tara kept a very in-depth diary, and one of the things that I I saw in her diary, and no, I did not read her diary without her permission. I just <laughs> She happened to have it open, and, and I was at her house, and I happened to see this one time, but she said, uh, it said basically the treasure that I always knew is there, I now see. Mm-hmm. And there's something, when someone believes in you, Mm-hmm. There's something really extraordinary that happens. And that was a really a life-changing moment for me. But you really, Tara, trusted God with that process to the best of your ability. And yes, we we fell short a lot. And the more we learn, the more we realize how little we actually do know. But somehow God blessed our and effort. And I can say, Joe, now that we're way on the other side, at least of that part of the story, that it's been worth it. And I think that's what's cool is like, I'm this glad on back. this very first podcast that you could say <laughs> well, that. Well, no, but like yes. I'm saying that there was definitely yeah. those hard times ago. You do stop for a minute and go, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. Is this worth it? And I think believing that, I do believe that God gave me a supernatural love for you, you know, that kind of that transcended my own ability to love and to say, you know what? It is so worth it that we stuck through it and we didn't give up on each other. That I'm totally glad we're here. And we've never arrived. I think one of the, one of the lies that I bought into when I was younger, especially when I would see other successful people, I would somehow think that they had arrived, that they somehow had hit this magical space that we're all achieving for. And you realize when you get into any kind of space of success that you're nowhere near the Mm -hmm. end, that there's always more to grow and to learn from. And I can honestly say this um, every year, Tara, and, and I tell you this all the time, I feel closer to you and uh, more in love with you and, and not just the infatuation part mm-hmm. of love, but more really loving you than I did the year before. And every year that seems to happen, but that's because God is blessing the effort of the hard work. And we're just going to share some of the things that we've learned. And, and we some can't of do the it on our own. We, you know? Right. We've struggled through and how God has really showed up for us. Thank you so much for listening. Can you do us a favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And a five-star rating helps others find the podcast as well. Also, we'd love to connect with you. You can find Behind Our Smiles on Facebook and we're Behind Our Smiles Pod on Instagram. And I want to thank Jason Rakow and Meredith Foster for sharing our vision and our producer, Mark Stubinger. This episode of the Behind Our Smiles podcast was made possible in part by our friends at Samaritan Ministries. Samaritan Ministries is a biblical solution to healthcare, where members bear one another's burdens through prayer and financial support when a medical need arises. It's affordable healthcare sharing. See how you can join today at samaritanministries.org smiles.